0: Josh Allen is not elite. Adam Gase
1: deserves another chance. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence was a reach. Yeah, he's never won a fantasy championship. The guy drafted a kicker in the fifth fucking round.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers Podcast. Brought to you by your boys Wink and Ozan. Uh, what a week. Yeah. We're wrapping up here. We're currently watching the Monday Night Game. We're at halftime. Going to be a dumpster fire. Sorry, Chicago fans. Let's go Najee Harris. <clears throat> yeah, we need like three more points from him for a dub in our one league. Which should be an easy get, but... Yeah, you never, never know, dude. Knock on wood. Know, Fantasy's so. a cruel, cruel mistress sometimes, as you all probably know. Yeah.
1: But if, uh, if midway through this podcast, you just hear one of us go,
0: <laughs>
1: it's probably because Harris either did something really good or really bad.
0: Uh, without further ado, we're going to do a little bit something different this week. Yeah, yeah, we are.
1: We're going to quickly, we'll talk about injuries because there was a few to, that are worthy of being talked about,
0: but then, uh, Wink's pride yeah. is the first and foremost one after giving a little, uh. I guess I don't even know what you call it, a eulogy. I guess for the Titans season. Yeah, I apologize. Just for, for that. them to smoke the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Um. Hey, it was it was fun while it lasted. <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe. You never know. it's Just one week, dude. Maybe I didn't give the Titans enough credit, but I didn't give them enough credit either. So. I think I gave them three wins the rest of the year, and they already got one. So
0: I'm not in good shape. <laughs> but, so. Uh yeah, so I guess, who do you got for injuries? Um, let's see, let me pull up the list
1: here. Cause we got, there's a few big ones. Obviously Kyler Murray missed the game. Uh, we D-hopped talked about, as well. was, we talked about how he was questionable anyway. Um, I don't know what the timeline is on if they're, I mean, obviously he was a game time decision this week, this last weekend anyway. So I would assume that they want him to try to play next week. Um, but obviously something to monitor going forward. Um, he didn't practice at all last week. So if he can at least practice a couple times at in limited fashion this week, you would think that he's probably going to be good to go. Especially in a division where like wins are of the essence right now because you got the Rams, you got the Niners. It's a tight race going forward and uh you know, getting a first round bye out of that division if you win that division, most likely you're one of the top couple seeds True. in the NFC. So Getting him on the field uh, and hopefully getting some more wins would be massive for them. So uh, that's that's the first one to bring up, I guess.
0: Uh, Dawson Knox is coming back, kind of on the other side of things. Good for uh, McDermott thinks he's going to resume practice Wednesday, so Good. that's huge. Um, I guess other for injuries, I don't have a whole bunch of notable ones. Uh, Baltimore Watkins and Hollywood Brown are both banged up, so that might make. Bateman's value just kind say. of skyrocket
1: going forward yeah, hello Rashad Bateman
0: Yeah, so I would just kind of monitor that this week because if they do both end up not playing he really doesn't have a whole lot to throw to except for him and Mark Andrews at That's that it. point so they both are gonna probably have pretty good games yep
1: uh Zeke Elliott left the game this weekend uh he did come back in but it was a they calling it a knee contusion yep um I I it doesn't sound like they expect him to miss time but if he's still banged up going into the week I could I you could see Pollard take a few extra um snaps I do think Zeke will probably end up playing but in more of a limited fashion I think they're going to try to protect him a little bit especially because that division is theirs to lose at this point there's there's really no reason to
0: rush him back if you don't have to and they really don't have to um going forward a team playing right now the Chicago Bears are without Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack so going forward, if you have a fantasy matchup versus the Bears, if you're playing their defense, that's yep. going to kind of be what I'm looking my chops at because their defense is pretty banged up and they're missing two leaders on an already pretty bad team.
1: Um, Damian Harris went out with a head injury. They're not calling it a concussion just yet. Uh, but, I mean, logical to assume that it's probably of that nature. Not to say that he won't be active this coming week. It's a, con- it's a concussion. so if he clears protocol, he'll probably end up playing. but uh, you know if you if you own Harris or even if you don't, uh, Stevenson could be somebody that you want to target on waivers this week just because he played pretty well last week in the time that Harris missed. so um, keep an eye on it. I don't like I said, I don't know that it's, it's not going to be like a multi-week thing by the sounds of it. If anything, he might miss a game at most.
0: Um, Odell Beckham Jr. missed the game this week, but because he got cut, not because of uh, anything else. He's just got a bum personality. <laughs> so, something to watch going forward because he could really join a contender. There's rumors he's going to go to Seattle, which makes no sense to me. If he wants to join a contender, why you would want to go there in that division? Yeah, they're two and five. They're not zero into the clue. Playoffs. So I don't understand that a whole lot. I but, do not either. Uh, if he goes to a contender, say he signs like to say the Chiefs or somewhere random where he just gains a really good quarterback, Green Bay. That would be Somewhere huge. like that, yeah. I like his fantasy value going forward. I think Green Bay is probably the perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. You put I him just, out there with Adams. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. So um, that's Zach, just another guy to
1: monitor. Zach Moss got hurt this week. Um, it's a concussion, and again, same same with Harris. Uh, may 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 or may not miss the game this weekend. But if he does, uh, Devin Singletary could be pretty valuable because I don't think they have much else behind him in terms of depth. So, you know, in a high-volume offense, you could get a running back that could get some easy goal-line touches. So okay. uh,
0: um, keep an eye on Zach Moss this week. Another guy directly affecting running backs, David Bacchiari. Um, the expectation is that he will be activated but before the deadline on Wednesday, but they don't know if he will play on Sunday. So my guess is either it'll be this week or next week, obviously. But when he comes back, that's a huge help to Aaron jo- <coughs> Excuse me, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, let's see.
1: <coughs> Sam Ooh. Darnold got hurt this weekend with a shoulder injury. That yeah. probably doesn't matter because nobody's playing him right now. No, he's seeing ghosts out there again. I don't know what's going on. If anything, that really just hurts the value of D.J. Moore and mm-hmm. or Christian McCaffrey because uh, that offense has struggled without McCaffrey. And uh, if you take Darnold out of it, even though McCaffrey's back, it's like what – What's the upside? Like what what are we getting Yeah,
0: it's just scary. I don't know. The way he's playing right now, he's playing scared again like he was in New York, but he is getting hit a lot to his defense. Um, let's see, are there any other impact injuries? Uh Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, so he got banged up during the game. He did come back. Uh they do expect him to play this week, but he's kinda got a bum ankle, so kind of the same issue with Carson Wentz when he had bad ankles too. Yeah, he'll play, but is he gonna produce anything? Probably not. Yeah, who knows how effective he'll be.
1: Um, is, is Saquon Barkley coming back this week? Do we know? Has there been any update um, on that?
0: They don't know for
1: sure. Because he's got to be getting close to the end of his, his uh, injury stint here. I know yeah. he was expected, what, three to four, maybe five weeks.
0: And uh, yeah. loop back onto that James Robinson thing before we jump into – or that Trevor Lawrence thing before we jump into the Saquon Barkley thing. Uh, James Robinson, if he does end up coming back next week, we'll probably have a much higher workload with Trevor Lawrence banged up. Yeah, assuming he comes back. Assuming he comes back as always, it's, yeah. Um, DeAndre Hopkins
1: obviously is still hurt, but I think they're planning on him playing Week 10. Keep an eye on that one too, but he he plays hurt a lot, and I think if he practices this week, they'll probably get him out there if they can. So for what it's worth, just keep an eye on that one as well. But
0: uh, With Saquon Barkley, Judge said on the 8th that... Barkley will take part in drills on the practice field Tuesday and Wednesday this week and the team will look to gauge and see where his recovery is at. Okay. So I think it's still up in the air for them as well. They don't really know how far along Saquon is with coming back.
1: Yeah, and I mean I they're they're obviously they're not waving the white flag on the year. Um but I think I mean their season is pretty much going nowhere probably not much of a reason to rush saquon back you've already lost him for an entire year of his career last season yeah you know and they almost botched that deal by wait, like postponing the in the surgery he was supposed to have uh he ended up missing you know time at the beginning of this season because they waited so long to do that surgery on him they could have had that done and out of the way and he would have been full go from the start this preseason but instead they waited mm-hmm. um i think they're going to app they'll be more apt to err on the side of caution They should be, anyway, going forward with that. So maybe he doesn't come back this
0: week, but soon. Uh, Tua was a limited participant today at practice, so he's coming back. We will see, most likely, uh, how practice goes this week for him, but he's on the right track to come play next Sunday. Excellent. I think that's pretty much it for injuries from me. Yeah,
1: I don't see much else that's really major. Um, That said, then... Rather than diving into some waiver targets. because oh,
0: oh, just fantasy rookie quarterback legend Mike White. He's hurt? Yeah. No. What are the Jets going to do? Nah, he's got a forearm thing. They think he'll probably play, but he got banged up in the game.
1: Fuck, he's the best quarterback they've had in the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, that's close. Shit. <laughs> well, hopefully he can uh, rebound and stay healthy. They need that guy. Yeah, that
0: guy's averaging like 400 yards a game. I don't know, I actually know what he did last week. but I don't think he started last week. Chris Carson is in line to return to practice Wednesday. Good. Same with Russell Wilson. That's huge for the Seahawks.
1: Yeah. I'm glad to see Russell back just because I have him in a league that I could really use some stability at that position.
0: AB still in a walking boot. Cool.
1: Saw that. They expected him to be ready for Week 10, but it sounds like now they're expecting him to miss
0: another week, so keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Taylor Luan, uh was in the starting lineup. And, again, got ruled out after pregame warm-ups. So. What's going on with that? Is that a neck? It's a knee. Oh, it's a knee? Cause yeah, I know he he went tore down. his ACL last year, so I'm okay. thinking it's probably the same knee. So that's obviously never fun. Um, Derrick Henry's still out, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is still out. Logan Thomas. It's coming off of IR, I think, this week. Yes, most likely will. And I believe that that's my summarization of injuries for the week. Thank you for my TED Talk, or right. coming to my TED Talk. So we got the injuries dicked and licked. Oh. never <laughs> <Yeah>. heard that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <but> yeah, <laughs> I anyway. just didn't expect that. So, yeah, rather than getting into waivers, because there's um, not a ton of really strong names anyway, we're going to dive heavy into trades again this week, because it's getting to be towards the trade deadline time of the year you don't have that much time left and we're also gearing up towards playoff pushes. So if you're a team that's in the contention or you think you've, you know, if you've got a championship contending team, time to consolidate and yes. make a push at it. Now, is the time to consolidate. Now is the time to try to make a two for one and get, you know, make an upgrade um, if possible. Or if you're a team that's like just hovering around like a playoff bubble and you, if you have the opportunity to sell high on somebody, and maybe get two good players back that can provide you some depth if, if you need it. Um, now, is, now is the time because you're, you're running out, uh, I think, I want to say the 12th was the deadline in a couple of my leagues, so it's coming up real mm-hmm. soon. you got, you got just a few days, maybe a week. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go heavy on trades this week, and then at the end of the episode, I think we're going to wrap it up with uh, a little midseason uh, MVP talk. Most valuable player. I think we're gonna go least. Mid season awards.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah,
1: and then we'll do an unsung hero bit too. So we got a little, little bit of, little bit of different format this week, but
0: it's gonna be good. So
1: let's All get into the right. trades. Without
0: further ado, yeah. Who do you got? Who's your first
1: um, trade target? Do you want to start by position or just start throwing out names?
0: Uh let's start by position, but let's start with more so positions people care about, like running back, wide receiver. Okay. And My go from there. If we're looking
1: at running backs, then we'll just start with the uh, the most valuable. Um, my number one is actually a name we just picked up or just talked about, actually. Saquon Barkley. Ooh, um, interesting. The injury you know, bust king. Yeah. We just came... We just talked about how he's going to be coming back soon. Um, I don't... Like the McRib. Yeah. Speaking of that, because it's on the TV in front of us. Um, Saquon McRib Barkley is coming back soon. <laughs> and, you know, there's whoever it is that owns him in your league i would say there's probably a good chance they put took him what first round yeah and or
0: early second
1: being without a first round running back for multiple weeks is i mean that's it's a really good way to to throw your season in the fucking gutter yeah and to lose some sleep at night they, they i would i would say there's probably a decent chance that whoever has him on the, their team is probably scrambling to league, to yeah. get some wins right now mm-hmm. And you might be able to convince them to to give you Barkley on a a fairly cheap deal if you can package maybe like a two for one where you you give up like a wide receiver (coughs) a running back two combo something like that. Um, I don't have specific names, but you know you know the range we're talking.
0: Guys, you don't have to. You're not. You don't feel like you're gonna overspend when yeah. Like if if you you know that you guy if you're
1: getting back has the upside that Barkley does when he is healthy. Yeah, I mean, if you're giving up like a running back two and a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three, that I would. A lot of times, I would be tempted to make that deal if you can afford to do that. You know, I don't, you you don't need to gut your depth if you don't have much to, to get a guy who's still currently hurt. But if you can afford to wait a week or two for him to
0: come back, um, if you're strong everywhere else, that's a deal I'd be looking to make. Right. So. No, I agree with that. That's fair. I mean, I don't know how much I would be willing to give up, but if you have, if I had to give up like. A T. Higgins and a, I'm trying to think of like an average running back. Well, I Miles got, Gaskin.
1: Well, I got I got a name right now that I would that's actually on my sell high list for running backs that you might be able to package a, something with, uh, like a James Connor. Who's oh, okay. Who's been lighting it up? Or yeah.
0: a, like a Leonard Fournette. Like uh, he's could, actually on my sell high, so yeah. I would agree with that as well. Um, even like a Damian Harris, um, somebody like that. Michael Carter. Uh, yeah, Edmonds has just a high ankle sprain. Yep. So I don't think that Connor's going to produce like that week in and week out. Obviously, he's going to take over that lead back role, and in a good offense, mm. you're going to succeed. But it's not going to be him and just him himself going forward, especially when Edmonds comes back.
1: Yeah, since we're on the topic of Connor. I was looking right. at their
0: numbers uh, when we were
1: prepping for this, and uh, I don't I don't know his actual number on how many touchdowns he's got. I think it's like 11 he's got total for the year chase emmons has won wow connor is the guy inside the the red zone he is the number one option as far as running like running backs in in the red zone for that team so especially now kyler's got a you know he's got an injured ankle he's not going to be running around like he normally does um connor's got obviously we've seen his upside in the offense he had three touchdowns last week but I put him on my sell high list because that's pro- that's his ceiling. That's
0: you know. Yeah, right. He's not going to score this many touchdowns going forward. It's no, one he, a game as like he's, a running back two. He's got to be one B.
1: F- he's got to be due for some regression mm-hmm. in the touchdown department pretty soon. Um, but right now he's you know where he's currently ranked. I mean, there's names around him that you probably aren't that far out of reach. Like like DeAndre Swift. If you could give up Connor and maybe another bench piece or something for De- DeAndre Swift, you might be able to make that move you know, mm-hmm. or mm, Mixon seems like he might be a little bit out of reach, but like Mixon or Daryl Henderson, um, you're not going to be able to do it like a one-for-one one swap, but if you could give Connor and like a like a wide receiver or something, by all means, dude, I'd be I'd be all aboard that.
0: No, yeah, I agree. I just I I don't see James Connor having nearly as much value, especially when Edmonds does come back. Right. I don't think that he's going to be the only one scoring touchdowns exactly. for well, the entirety of it.
1: That's why I think now is the time to to get rid of Yeah,
0: for sure. I agree. Yep. That's why he's at my sales. Yep. Uh, my first running back to buy low, I guess you could say, or just kind of trade target in general, is David Montgomery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're like a lot of people in fantasy football, you don't have enough running backs. You never do. Um, and the thing is, there's been a lot of injuries this year. Uh, Montgomery's coming back this week off IR he's literally playing right now which is nice um he got he just got tackled at the one the Bears are showing that they can somewhat move the ball against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh has had more success than uh you would like them to have I suppose if you're rooting for a running back but Montgomery's still in the game plan and they're still using him a good amount uh halfway through the third quarter so I see there's a lot of fantasy value there. I think Fields gives them the dual threat option in the back, which frees up the run game for Montgomery more on those run pass options. Mm-hmm. And they do like to move him out into the like, passing formations as well. So because of that, I don't think that you're going to have to spend way too much to get David Montgomery, being as he's coming off an injury and he plays for the Bears. But it's a running back, too, that could actually help solidify our team, and I don't think you're going to have to give up too much to get him. So if you're deep on, say, a wide receiver or tight end situation and – the guy who has him is not deep. I think you could make something work there and get a pretty good value running back for almost nothing. And he was fantastic towards the stretch, like the end stretch last year and during the fantasy playoffs. Would you Would you trade uh, Chris Godwin for Montgomery right now? Would I trade Chris Godwin for David Montgomery right now? Yes. It would depend on my situation, but if my running back two would be David Montgomery every week and my wide receivers were solid, where Godwin was my flex guy slash wide receiver two, Probably. Okay. You can get more value there, and I don't know that I necessarily trust Tampa Bay's wide receivers going mm-hmm. for it. Obviously, Tom's the number one quarterback right now, and they pass the shit out of the ball, but you never know who's going to get the ball. Right. And A.B.'s been out, which you can accredit some of Godwin's success to and when A.B. comes back, and Gronk as well. They've both been out, so that's a lot of – especially red zone targets mm-hmm. from Gronk and just deep balls to Godwin now instead of A.B. that I think – isn't going to be season long when those two come back so because of that i think it's kind of a wash and i value running back over wide receiver always you always so i will i'll probably take that trade that's probably the ceiling for me though yeah wide receivers i'd give up
1: i was just gonna say that might be a little bit spendy that's on the very very high end Mm -hmm. of something that you would give up for montgomery but i mean you might you might be getting for cheaper you know um you probably it should just, be able to get him for cheaper than that. Yeah, and it just depends on who's got him and what their situation is too, but I do like Montgomery. It's sort of a buy low now that he's just coming back, and the Bears' offense doesn't look great. I mean, if you're watching this game right now, he's he's getting some work, but they don't look great, mm-hmm. and
0: whoever does have him at the moment. It's going to be more of a DeAndre Swift situation for me where I just think he's going to get a lot of work with dump-offs and RPOs because they don't have anything else to really yeah work with. And Al Robinson's been horrible this year, so their only real weapon really hasn't showed up i got uh i got another
1: buy in mind um this one is sort of a buy low even though i think that the perception is his value is still high but he hasn't been producing Mm -hmm. quite as well as i think some people expected this year so it's like uh aaron jones yep you know an obvious first round pick this year um you trust him with aj Dillon there uh yeah, I think I do. I think. I think I, I feel like he's the, the game script proof sort mm-hmm. of running back, especially in that offense. Dylan's strictly a, a runner, and at best he's a you know. Rotational goal line type running back for them right now. AJ or AJ Brown. Um, Aaron Jones, is he can be a three down back if Dylan wasn't there. And,
0: True, and vice versa. That wouldn't be the same.
1: And case. he's he's had an okay year, but f- for somebody that invested maybe like the seventh or eighth pick in a running back, mm-hmm. I don't think he's produced on that level. No. Um, that said, I do think that the usage will increase a little bit. Like I'm looking at his, his – outside of the one week where he scored four touchdowns, he scored in three games, and – his highest point total in half point PPR is twenty one points. Which for a running back what you're expecting to be a running back one
0: That's not, that's crazy. not, that's not, that's not crazy that's not crazy impressive. You expect him to have several of those games.
1: And he's had four single digit games already this year. Yeah. For for somebody that you are really relying on. So stand by you know, half think, of the schedule already that he's I think the name value is still there. People still ex- think of him as like Aaron Jones of you know, even last, last year. year. Yeah. Right. Especially cause he had that one big game and people remember those. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, he had four touchdowns at one game this year, but it, outside it
0: pays of that. to have the MVP playing quarterback on yeah. your team that year. Um, yeah.
1: but he's in such a, a really good offense and it's high volume and he's always, always going to give you scoring upside. So I think that, you know, his, his value is low as low now as it's probably ever going to be, even though you're still going to have to pay a price to get him. It's not going to be like, you could probably get him for less than, less than value like,
0: yeah less than what he's actually worth yes
1: i i think just based on the the production we've seen on him this year okay
0: no i see your point and he has had a couple goose eggs and that's the thing the, w- the way you make up the point that people remember those big games people also remember those duck mm-hmm. games that are just horrible and with recency bias here you might be able to get away with someone just trying to get rid of him because they're sick of dealing with him yeah especially if they have his handcuff and aj dylan where they think they still have some value in that running offense, especially if one of them were to go down, I think that you might feel good about the trade that you made because the payoff could be huge. Yep. Oh my goodness! Big Ben's arm is shot. By the way, I just watched <laughs> that. That was horrible. <laughs> he just he underthrew rared, him by twenty yards. He reared back like he was going <laughs> to underpork a seventy-yard
1: bomb. He threw it about forty-five yards, and the guy had to Let's dive. see how far this goes from it. the from the eighteen. Eighteen. Nope, 20 from right, the 20 right from the 20 and guy caught it at the uh, call it the 30. 40
0: call it 47 yards
1: <laughs> oh my goodness oh man and it looked like he was about to just launch that thing
0: oh god oh no Naji. Naji's doing as much as he can all right we're getting sidetracked anyways <laughs> who you got next give well, i just that that was an absolute <laughs> duck i couldn't just let that be uh my next guy you're gonna hate every part of this oh, uh, here we go <laughs> miles sanders as a buy? Yep. Okay. He's coming back in two weeks. So one you're not gonna have to pay anything for him. No, you could. Two, his pass catch it, so last year he had here last year he ran for five point three a carry. This year he's running for four point eight a carry. He's still running for above the league average yeah. in yards per attempt. Um he had twenty-nine receptions last year. He already has eighteen through the halfway point this year. They're using him more through the passing game, and Philly's schedule in the playoffs is Washington, New York Giants at Washington. He's going to get more usage when he comes back. You're not going to have to pay anything for him. If you have a deep bench where you could just sit on him for a couple weeks, you'd even throw him on the IR spot and pick up somebody else. I, you're not going to have to pay anything for him, and I think the return come playoff time, having another running back to plug and play is going to be huge. So I'm all in on buying him right now for absolutely nothing. You seem stunned. Um, I, I, I'm contemplating
1: because I don't like him at all, but that's fair. His value is so low right now. Like we know guys who are willing to just give him up for nothing. Mm-hmm. What would you trade for Miles Sanders right now?
0: Uh, Just give me any wide receiver. Claypool. Claypool for Sanders? I would or do for... that. I would give up. I'm trying to think of, like, what someone would value as a trade. i get Allen Robinson. Robert Woods? No. Eh, mm. Probably
1: not. The reason I ask is because I'm looking at, like, you know, looking at rest of, rest of season rankings. Mm-hmm. Woods and Claypool are, like, right there next to each other. Yeah, I don't think i give up Robert Woods. Looking at guys in that range. I mean, T. Higgins is in that range, too.
0: Yeah, I could. It would just depend more so on my wide receiver situation. If these guys are sitting on my bench and I'm hurting out running back, two, or you're starting some guy like you were starting, like, Khalil Herbert or a guy of that caliber where you know it's not going to sustain, I would seriously consider it.
1: All right. I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't (laughs) hate it. Oh, I'll say that. I have one more guy who I'm really hot on buying while you can.
0: Miles Gaskin.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> never Miles Gaskin. Yeah, but Kadarius Tony apparently. Um. Okay. Not even <laughs> we don't need to rehash this. That's in the past. <laughs> um, for those of you who are wondering, I and our co-owned team, I chose that we played Kadarius Tony over Miles Gaskin this week, and we. Almost lost
0: because of it, so we are still losing currently by like a point or two. You wondering,
1: but um, yeah, Javante Williams,
0: um, yeah, they give him a lot of the running work. I'm waiting for the takeover, cause dude, the early
1: down work is his right now. And Gordon has still been valuable too, and he's gotten he got a rushing touchdown last week, so he's still getting his. But Williams looked good last week. I think he had what do they say? He had five. He had five runs of ten mm-hmm. plus yards last he week. He had like
0: 117 yards. Yeah, or something he was over like 100. 100.
1: Yeah. He's looking really good, and he's getting stronger as the season goes on. And this is that classic scenario where the the rookie just overtakes the veteran running back by the end of the season. He's younger, he's more fresh, and more fresher. More fresh. <laughs> he's fresh to death. <laughs> um, I I I think that the takeover is coming. And I don't know that once he gets the starting job, because I do think he will. But once he gets it, I still don't think it's gonna be like he's dominating the touches. Yeah. But I think I think it'll be like a sixty forty split for him. He's he's clearly pretty explosive. Yeah. And he they're using good. him in the passing game too. So I, I do like his upside. I, I think it's coming. And I don't think you have to give up a ton to get him. Um but down the stretch he could easily give you flex value. He's already given you flex value and then could that could turn into wide or, uh, running back two by the end of the year.
0: So I really like Javante Williams. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for running back really buys that I'd go with here that you're not going to have to overpay for. Yeah. Um, we can get into
1: some sell highs. We already talked about Connor.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you got another name that, you, uh, that you're
0: that you looking to dish right now? Uh, Damian Harris. Okay. I'm out on Damian Harris going forward. It's just New England's script. You know how they do with their running backs. It's kind of situational more so than anything. Ramondre Stevenson is getting a lot more of the touches now. Um. I think I just read in an article that Damian Harris has got his lowest snap share of the year, which is like just under or just over 45%, and which means it's going down and has progressively been going down since as they've been working other running backs. It just doesn't make sense to me how they never just pick a running back and go with them.
1: They're, yeah, they're very.
0: Because uh, he's played good. And the thing is, it's easy to sell high on him right now because he scored six times in the last five games. Yeah. And you can't depend on guys to score that many touchdowns unless it's Garrett Blunt. And it's twenty whatever degree you get that in. So I think that with how much people need running backs here, you could include him in a trade to get a better running back or one you trust a lot more and not have to give up too much for it and then just get rid of that headache. But I just don't trust him sustaining his production going forward.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think if I could if I could package Harris with like a either either another backup running back or, you know, a lower end wide receiver or something to move and get Joe Mixon mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson I mean that's how I, that would be the ideal situation I think i I do like Harris going forward, I think more than you do uh, that said, I do think his values trade value right now is probably is it's, it's so, probably yeah. about as high as it'll be so um
0: if you do decide to make that move now, it's probably the best time
1: yeah with, with it, all it can take is one week like he could come play week 10 and have a dud. And that, that value shot. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and like we said, two trade deadlines coming up. So if you're going to make a move, now's the time to do it. So it's best not to
0: wait. So I, yeah, I, you just got to make that. that decision on what you think of him going forward first. Yep. And then you have to fully commit to that. A guy who I th- kind of value in the same,
1: actually, almost in the exact same sort of terms, uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Is a name I was going to bring up too. Um, wow, Fryermuth, What a grab. Dude, anyway, I'm
0: coming back in that league. I'm telling... Oh, flag. Just kidding. Never mind.
1: Uh, but Fournette, same exact thing. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns because it's a very high-scoring offense. Um, and I do think he's still going to have solid value the rest of the year because Brady, he just knows how to put guys into positions to win and to score points. And when they're in the red zone, he knows that Fournette can get in. So I think he's going to be fine. But I do think he's slightly overvalued in a lot of people's minds right now because... The people that have him, they're, they've been getting, you know, low end RB one production, high end RB two, and I think that's I think he's that's his ceiling. I think he's pretty much been playing at his ceiling this entire season. Yeah. Um. And I do think that the floor is a little bit lower than what we've seen from him so far. I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to trading Fournette for like a Barkley if you could get that. Um, Interesting. I don't know if you would straight up like one for one. Uh if
0: I had Barkley and someone offered me that, I'd probably take it. Would you? Oh yeah, I'd probably be over Barkley. Cuz if and if if I'm a if I'm a Barkley You just get rid runner, of your injury headache and that's a big thing. You right. just know someone's going to at least consistently play. Right. Um
1: or even you could aim a little higher like a Henderson, somebody who hasn't been hurt, you know. Yeah, I love and um, love me some Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I do too. So I sold him high in a lot of my leagues there. I had tons of offers coming in on him a couple weeks ago. I had mm-hmm. friends because f- I have in multiple leagues and I had probably four different people message me and ask yeah, him about he was, me about
0: was. He's been awesome this year. Um, Other than this last week when he got shut down by the best defense in the league. Yeah. He's
1: a guy that I was tempted to put on my sell high list and I'm kind of leaning towards, I would hold him. I just, I don't, you got to hold him. him at this point. Cause that, that, that offense, offense is, is so too great.
0: explosive.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he is the
0: one bad week is going to happen. He's Everyone cl- lays an egg every once in a while. Well,
1: and he's like the clear number one.
0: Yeah, there. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, right. There's no one even threatening him either. No, so you're not golden. at all. You are golden on that front. So I think Daryl Anderson's. Yeah. You got Gold any other? For the rest of the year. You got any other cell candidates? Uh, nope. Those are my only two. Whether it's James Conner and Damian Harris. I have one.
1: It's Melvin Gordon. We just talked about the edge. Why Javante Williams, and that's that's the big reason why. Um, I think Gordon, his value can only go down from here. I is kind of how I feel about it. And if you feel as strongly as I do about Williams's upside, I think it's natural to feel that Gordon has the the downside is coming. Yes. Um, I don't know what I would even what I would consider trading him for or trying to get for him. Um, but I think I'd be looking for more of like a volume based starter somewhere, somebody who's guaranteed more touches, even if the upside isn't quite there, because I think the floor is higher uh, with a guy who you know. if let me see. Um, like Antonio Gibson, um, somebody like that, Josh Jacobs maybe, or Clyde maybe coming off of IR if he comes back sooner than later. Yep. Um, I would. I think I would be. I would prefer having somebody like that because I think the touches are guaranteed, versus somebody like Gordon who it most likely is going to be losing work as the season goes on, if anything. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, okay. okay.
1: Uh, that, that's got my running backs covered. Yeah, Sam should get move, move wideouts. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Who's your first? Uh, my first wide receiver buy right now. And it's going to take a little bit of selling because, I mean, it shouldn't, ta- it shouldn't take selling just based on the player's value, but it should take it based on his performance this year, and it's Stefan Diggs. Oh, you want to buy on Diggs. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, especially after this last week. Because uh, the guy I have been telling everyone for the entirety of their existence is that Josh Allen is a bust. <laughs> for sure, fraud. But their offense is good enough, and I like their playoff schedule. They play Carolina, who's been pretty shaky. And then they play at New England, who's also been pretty bad without Stefan Gilmore. And then they play Atlanta. So, one, playoff schedule is huge for the Bills. Um, they've dropped a couple games that they shouldn't have. And if they want to get back into the conversation for best teams of the AFC and get a better seed, they need to start winning. And I think that they're going to start giving it to their best player, which yep. is Stefan Diggs. And he's since he's only topped 100 yards once this year, I think that his value going forward is going to be a lot better than what you can buy him for right now. And I don't, I know he's got his name plate, so people are going to still ask for – A decent amount, but you have a chance to get Stefan Diggs of last year going through for the rest of the year, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to pay the same price that you would have to get for him. So, if I had, say, if someone, I don't know that I would give up, say, like a Jamar Chase straight up for him, but if I had to, I probably would. If I had, yeah, if I had to trade a decent wide open bet on the upside, I might. I think I, I think especially with the way since he's playing right now
1: if I had Jamar Chase and somebody offered me Stefan Diggs for him straight up I would do it in a heartbeat because I think Chase's he's got just way more competition for targets
0: than Diggs yeah does. I do agree with that and even though Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders haven't been slouches no they've been terrible but they're not on the level like they're I wouldn't
1: Higgins and Boyd yeah they're not yeah. they're not 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 on that level and I I think Diggs target volume um, when the bills are when that offense is humming, is is true? It's
0: elite, and it's you can't argue it. I do think that Josh Allen has more upside than Joe Burrow right now, too. Immensely, so for sure, you um, got to pick who's going to have more opportunity, and it's going to be Diggs, in my opinion. So, if you can get Diggs, I don't, I'm not saying you're going to have to give up that much for him, but I wouldn't say that that guy's out of his mind for asking for that. If you had Jamar Chase and he you wanted Diggs. Because I think that Diggs' value going forward is going to be what it should be. Oh, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah, I think I think you're going to see him elevate as the season progresses. Especially, like you said, the Bills are like 5-3 and three right now. Mm-hmm. And I think they're 5-3 and three and people still think of them as being a really good team. But they also have had some duds. I mean, they just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars for fuck's sake. And the Titans. And they got blown out by the Titans. They didn't get blown out.
0: They did um, not get blown out. <laughs> But no, they. But yeah, they're in still in conversation for one of the top seeds in the AFC. It's not like they can't obtain that. Right. They just have to play good football going forward. And McDermott's a hell of a coach, and they have a really good defense. And other than their quarterback, they're good on offense. So they should be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and actually, speaking of Jamar
1: Chase, this is going a little bit out of order, but he's he's my top sell high candidate right now for receivers. Really. Yeah, I just... Okay, so I'm looking at his numbers here. You don't think he's going to continue? Not at this level. He is currently... What does he have? He's got... Through eight games... Actually, this isn't including this last week. But this last week was probably... Well, by far, his worst game of the year. Uh, But through the first eight games, he had 37 receptions on 59 targets for 786 yards. And he had seven touchdowns. So, I mean... you. Do you expect him to go for 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns? Because <laughs> I kind of don't.
0: Jeff- How many touchdowns did Jefferson have last year? Probably like eight, ten. Because he had 1,400 yards. He had 1,400 yards, yeah. So you never know, man. These rookie wide receivers are coming in now and balling out, and their second halves are typically better than their first halves. Yeah, it
1: it could happen. Like I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah, it always s-
0: could. You know what I mean? Like, but, you should have, would have, could have either way. I mean, but like just some arguing, of the- playing devil's advocate more so right now? Yeah.
1: Some of the production he's also put up on the year that. Like one game in particular, he had four receptions on five targets, but he had two touchdowns. <laughs> and so, like, he's also you know, he's top ten targets in three games out of nine. Like, that's not a that's not massive volume. No. So I I it's hard for me to believe that the touchdowns are going to keep coming if he's only getting seven targets a game.
0: See, but uh, things like what I saw in the last game against Cleveland on that hundred yard pick six. Guess who was trying to force feed the ball in the end zone too? Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah. So I do see that he's still gonna try to throw to him regardless if he's open or not, which I like. But you just don't know if that's gonna sustain season long. I for one think Jamar Chase will be fine going on season long. I would hold him if I had him. I think he's still gonna be valuable, but I, especially for what you paid for him. Like you're just having that guy as a flex at worst is yeah pretty fucking good when he's a top seven wide receiver. One well, I he would. Is. I would guess that
1: most people that have Jamar Chase on their team right now are sitting in really good shape because, yeah, like you said, they picked him at a point in the draft where he probably was like their wide receiver two or a flex, and which mostly, unless they've been hurt in other spots of their roster, I mean they're probably pretty strong everywhere else. Hmm. Um. So I mean, hard to argue with how valuable he's been. Um. But like going back to Diggs, if if somebody wanted to give me digs for Jamar chase right now. I would say yes in a heartbeat and I wouldn't even question it. So I think, you know, that's, that's the type of player you could get in return right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would prefer digs. I just think the upside's higher.
0: Yeah. So, uh, my next, uh, wide receiver that I would buy right now is Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Just came back off of IR, which first and foremost, good to have him back. Uh, secondly, he makes that offense so much better. I mean, they just beat a really good Dallas team. And he gets, when he comes back, he's averaging, or like when he plays, he's averaging over five receptions a game, which means at least five targets. And he's, I think he's had nine, seven and nine or nine, seven and something. I don't know. I don't remember the third number for sure, but he gets a pretty good target share when he's healthy and it just frees up the offense for so many other people. And he's good at, he's a really good route runner. And that just plays so well to Teddy as a game manager that going forward in Denver, that's the recipe for success if they want to win games. I mean, you just saw it. They beat one of the best teams in the NFC in Dallas. And I think Judy's going to benefit from that. So if you can buy low on him, especially because he's not like the big name guy yet and he hasn't really done much this year because of the injuries, it's a sweet flex play in my opinion. That's a guy I'd start arguably every week. Yeah, And one I'm not worrying about not getting targets. I had
1: super high hopes for him before the season. and. If you look, so I mean, granted, he's only played in three games this year, week one and then the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously week eight when he came back, was it was his first game back off an ankle injury, so the, he, he wasn't super, super involved. But the two games that he's played at basically what you want to call full health, he's had seven targets and eight targets. And then, you know, for people that might be worried about Cortland Sutton being there, Sutton and the two games that I'm talking about had three targets and two targets. Yeah. Judy's clearly the favorite. Jerry Judy is the favorite and he just gets open. He's a he masterful is. route runner. So it's, it's a matter of time before you see some bigger games coming from him. And I do think they're coming. So I, I I'm wholeheartedly on board with that. Yeah. You love to see that. Um, my next name should come as no surprise because I raved about him in the last episode, Jalen Waddle. <laughs> it's my guy i I think you know how you are gonna die in the Miles Gaskin Hill. Why is it always Miami players? I don't know. I don't get it. They're not good, <laughs> but I am going to die on the hill of uh J- Waddle, Jalen Waddle going forward. He's a young Deshaun Jackson. Well they drafted him like sixth overall, mm-hmm. something like that. Um I mean, obviously they have high high hopes for this kid. And with Devontae Parker out, he's the number one receiver on a team that's bad and is gonna have to throw the ball because their defense gonna be a and he can take the top off a of defense or he can take a bubble screen 80 yards to the house. Like he gives you that kind of big play upside anytime he touches the ball. Um, and he played with Tua in college. So like the chemistry's there. They know each other. They're comfortable with each other. The timing, I think, is there. I, I There's just so much to like about that that duo. Not that similar, I like Tua yeah, that right? much.
0: That's an just.
1: But I think it's very similar to like a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase sort of connection.
0: Isn't that think, weird how that works? They both got drafted right after each other, fifth and sixth yeah. overall, and they got to play at their college quarterback again.
1: Yeah, I just, uh, I, it's there's weird. just so or at least one of their college quarterbacks. So much to like about Waddle going forward, and I think it's a bit of a gamble because he hasn't had, you know, monstrous games yet. But I, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if he does in the second half of the year, you know, if he chumps a level in terms of like you know goes from a wide receiver three to a wide receiver two you probably don't have to give up a running back two or a wide receiver two to get him right now i mean if you could give up a flex level running back to get jalen waddle right now i'd probably do it and like i said it's a little bit of a gamble because it's not a sure thing but i i would more signs point to good than bad there yes
0: it's about taking a calculated risk more so yep. than anything. So
1: give, give me all of the Jalen Waddle right now. I'm all about it. No,
0: yeah, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I actually am. I'm high on Jalen Waddle. I'm going right to be I'm waddling all the way to a fantasy championship if I get it on my <laughs> team. <laughs> Trevor in the house. All right. Uh, Najee <laughs> might have just won us the game there. So Sick. Um, My last buy guy, who I'm very, I'm actually really high on going forward, uh, Hunter Renfro yeah. from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, His target share just went up a bunch. They had nine last week without Henry Ruggs there and everything going on. It is – Las Vegas has had to deal with so much this year off the field. I credit to their front office for having to – I mean, one, shame on them for dealing with this in the first place for having these guys. What a circus, dude. I can't – If it was them that – if they did know about these things beforehand, some things you obviously can't predict or take Just pull the plug on the season at this point. My God. Renfro is about all they have that's good on that offense right now. Him and Waller. Yep. That's it. Carr is going to force feed them both. And if Waller – I mean, Waller's not going to be able to take every touch. And obviously, he's the better player. But Renfro is wide receiver run. He's wide receiver one, and he's proven to be a pretty good route runner. Yeah. And he just gets open in the slot. And I just think that this target share is going to continue. And he might not be a name that jumps off the paper, and he might not be exciting, but he's going to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And for that reason – I I'm all in on him. I think you can get him and not pay what he's worth because I think he's going to be fantastic going forward. Yeah, I think he's very under the radar right now.
1: Yes. Um, and I think it's going to take two to three weeks of him doing this consistently, getting which, those targets. Yeah, which I think he will. But I think it's going to take two to three weeks before people really start to value him how they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so now's the time to capitalize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
0: I I agree with that. So that's my last big one.
1: Okay, I have. I mean, I have two names, but we just talked about Rashad Bateman uh, at the beginning of the episode with yep. you know what's going on with Baltimore. Um, so I'm going to skip him. But uh, Antonio Brown, I know he's still in a walking boot right now. You know, We talked about him possibly missing Week 10, but you get him back Week 11, Week 12, Week 13. I do think that out of the I three, think he's
0: got more value than Godwin if they're both healthy.
1: I do too. I also think he might have more value than Evans. If all three of them are on the field and Gronk is there, I think Antonio Brown is the one I would rather have more than any the, other of the other two. Guys. Wow! Yes, hmm. um, I I I don't know what I'd give up to get him right now. It's tough to say. Um, I think the you know I think the consensus on his value is kind of scattered a bit. I guess, um, but I I do like the idea of being able to have an Antonio Brown as a wide receiver too going forward because I think you know, we've seen him have massive games and Brady obviously loves to play with him and he trusts him and that's huge. So I do, I do like his upside as soon as he's healthy. Um, Of course that might take a couple weeks, but if you can Uh, can afford to put him on the bench for a week or two, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd want to, I'd want to get him on my team for sure.
0: Okay.
1: I also, I'm, I tend to, look, especially right now, because I went pretty thin on wide receivers in most of my leagues, I went running back heavy, tight end heavy, and then I kind of played like a like a game with like a zero wide receiver type yep. game, so I have a lot of upside sort of wide receiver two, wide receiver three Those guys. Cortland
0: Sutton's of the world.
1: Guys like that that I'm relying on, and so when I'm looking at trade targets, I'm also looking at guys like that who are in that range that could give me, you know, wide receiver one upside. Antonio Brown's towards the top of that list. Yep. So that's why he's uh, such an attractive name.
0: And that's all I have for wide receiver buys this week. I don't know if you have anybody else. but No. Right. Nope. Um, we talked about Chase,
1: who is one of my sell options.
0: Yeah. Um, um, I don't really have much for sell. I have one for sure, and that's my first and foremost is DJ Moore. Sure. Uh, get him off my roster in any league that <laughs> I have him on. He won no – and there's has nothing to do. It's no fault of his own. I don't know what's going on with Sam Darnold right now. But he's back to New York, Sam Darnold. He's scared. He's playing scared. He's making horrible decisions. He's throwing ducks. And with that being said, that fantasy value for DJ Moore goes right out the window. I don't care if they're down 30. If Darnold can't complete a pass, it doesn't matter how many targets he gets yeah it's it's really hard to buy into dj more right yeah now. so i just as much as i love dj Moore, i just don't love the situation right now and i just don't trust it going forward regardless of how good that defense is it doesn't matter if they're on the field for 75 percent of the time so if i have dj Moore, i'm selling him trying to get some type of wide receiver or running back out of the deal or a tight end improvement just any value i can get because i really don't trust him at all
1: yeah i mean i have him in a league and i'm trying to think like because it's a ppr and I'm thinking right now, if somebody came to me with an offer for a one-for-one, one, wide receiver for a wide receiver, who would be somebody that I'd be willing to accept for DJ Moore? Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin? mm Yes. I would take that, too. I, I would even go... I mean, there's names that I would throw out there that I think would be a surprise... Like an like a upside play, like a Waddle
0: or... Devonta Smith?
1: Mm, probably not go that qu- quite that low. I don't trust him quite as much. Um I would take that. Uh, but like a Thielen, even though he's his production last week was horrible, he had a touchdown on two catches for like six yards. But, um, you know, Amari Cooper, I don't even know if you could get Cooper for him. Of course, Cooper no, had a bust game this last week too. So
0: I would take Devonta Smith for like, DJ Moore right now. There's, I Moore. think
1: there's a, there's a lot of names out there that I think people consider to be not as good as DJ Moore, but... Fuck man, it's really hard to trust that offense with Darnold playing the way he is. Mm-hmm. Um, save yourself the headache, I guess. And you might be selling a little bit low on him, but I don't. I don't really know how this is going to turn around for them. I just, I just don't see it.
0: No, not with Darnold. PJ Walker, maybe, but yeah, not with not with Sam Darnold. Um, my oh, I got a big
1: one now for a wide receiver that I'm that I'm not necessarily actively looking to trade but you would but i definitely would if i'm if i have him i i'm looking for a running back one and a wide receiver in return oh cooper cup wow i know he's been obviously wide receiver one all of that and it's really it, it's hard to it's hard to gauge what you should be asking for or giving up to get him But he's right now got uh, through eight games again because I don't have the week nine stats included in this. But through eight games, he had uh, 63 receptions, 924 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So not even completely halfway through the year, he's on pace for 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. That is not happening.
0: Not even close to gonna. That that will not happen. (laughs) Um, So he still had 10 for 100 last night in a game where they got clamped. But I, he I just, still played well. It's just not going to happen. I just, I, just, I have, I'm not, I'm not buying. Dude, it. times are changing, man. Rookie rese- a rookie receiving record got broken last year. I mean,
1: his value is sky fucking high right now. You Herbert
0: could, threw the most touchdowns ever by a rookie last year. Like, would you trade records are being broken? Shit would, can happen. Would you trade Cup for Najee Harris? If I get Najee, absolutely not. Would, I'm not up giving up the Najee best has. player in fantasy, let alone the best wide receiver. Because I would consider it. I don't care if I get... If you have, offer me Najee and Jabbar Chase, I might do it.
1: I'd, I'd be tempted because I,
0: I very strongly feel like regression is coming. Not that much. I just that I couldn't justify that. No shot. He's the best player in fantasy. You're hoping to get a guy that what? Produces to... 85% of what Cooper Cup does what's the point you're getting rid of the best player in fantasy I don't know I'm like I said I'm not actively shopping him I uh, yeah I just I you'd have to blow me out of the water with an offer and overpay the hell for Cooper Cup for me to get rid. any player is tradable I will always say that I'm not saying I would dismiss any trade you would have to give me a ridiculous trade offer back to even for me to even consider moving cup I th- and I think that's plausible I think people would give that up right
1: now that's what I'm saying. I guess I'm not. Saying I'm would, saying
0: like a Devontae Adams and Najee Harris. Like you would have to offer me something like that. Like if if somebody offered me Najee and a wide receiver, that's uh, then he, I could plug and play. They both meet. have to be wide receiver ones to me because I can't. You can't replace the number one player in fantasy. Just like I'm.
1: I don't know. I'm. I, it's tough for me to trust that he's going to put this up going forward. I guess yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, that's my fair. Big but it's, point.
0: even if he doesn't, what if he gets? Seventeen hundred yards on a hundred and five catches and fourteen touchdowns. That's still wide receiver one by a mile.
1: Yeah, it's still not even close. And I guess in the the current running back landscape, that's probably going to be good for number one player overall in fantasy. I guess in half point or p- full point PPR. Because
0: yeah, I'm not saying that if I mean if your team's really horrible and the only guy you have is Cooper Cup and you're trying to spread your spread your wealth or your assets out to make a deeper run because you don't have anybody else. Like say you're starting like Damian or not Damian Harris, um, Damian Williams and somebody else at running back who just is a plug and play right now, like a Chuba, but you don't have McCaffrey. You just didn't have anybody. Yeah. Then maybe I get trading for a solid running back one and a wide receiver that can be not comparable, but like cover his spot so that your team has better overall roundedness, but it would have to be a hell of an offer. (laughs) I just, I, it's really, really hard for me to get rid of him. Would you go McCaffrey for a cup? No. No?
1: Even not, though McCaffrey gives you, like, wide receiver his two numbers on top of his rushing? Nope.
0: Take? No? You're just using too much value at the wide receiver position. Which is fair. I just, I couldn't justify, especially with
1: his injury history right now. I think the reason I could be tempted is because I also think that if you have Cooper Cup, most likely you drafted him to be your wide receiver two. Or a three, uh, or possibly a three, if he fell that far, right? Um, so you probably have, or you went heavy, you that too, but oh, so you you could potentially you 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 could already have a wide receiver, two wide receivers ahead of him that are startable, and you could get an elite running back on top of what you already got. Like I, I would I would I'd be tempted, but not to say that I would like you said I wouldn't I wouldn't just give him away for a number one running back just because I want to say i have two number one running backs i'd um like you said i would it would have to be a pretty hefty pack. yeah
0: you would have to really impress me with the trade offer
1: uh anyways any that's all i got for sells. i have one more and we can just talk about him quickly because um we're uh I mean, we are already kind of going a little long but debo samuel yep and i've i've already talked about this in weeks past i'm not super high on him like i know he's produced um but I think with Kittleback, that just eats into some of his upside a little bit. And Brandon Ayuk actually had a pretty fucking good game this week. So if he starts getting out of the doghouse, you're going to see Debo. His his numbers are going to fall a little bit. Um, and people probably right now are still valuing him as a wide receiver one, like a bona fide stud. I don't <laughs> think he's going to be. That's his personal feeling. But um, I would – Yeah, he would, did have a bad game for like the first time. I would – that's, he's another name where I'm. I'm not maybe actively looking to trade him, but I would, I'd be looking to get like a number one running back, for Debo Samuel. I would love to make a deal like that if I have him right now.
0: Yeah, no, I don't buy him, but I th- I don't think Debo will be as fantastic as he has been going forward. But I no. still think he'll finish as a top twenty wide receiver. Oh yeah, he's. He'll, this he'll is the sure. highest his value is going to be though. So mm-hmm. I would deal him now. All right. Well, I think we covered wide receivers then. Um, yeah but for quarterbacks and tight ends too it should be a bit quicker we don't i don't have much for one and two there's not a whole lot to say other than i have two quarterbacks to mention yeah go for it um my number
1: one buy this is a buy low um if you can call it low pat mahomes yeah he's probably i have him as my sell. so yeah um if it it just depends on which side of the fence you're on because there's Seems to be two kind of schools of thought right now. It's either the Chiefs offense is like dog shit and they're not going to get it back.
0: Yep, they're either going to figure it out or they're not going to figure it out. Yep. That's
1: how you feel. So if somebody that owns him is panicking and they think, you know, oh shit, I want no part of this anymore. He's had his last three weeks, he's had nine points, 15 points, and 10. Probably by far the worst three game stretch of his career. Oh, for sure. Guess, uh, for fantasy purposes. But before that, he was still putting up elite QB. Nine. No, yeah,
0: he was playing pretty good. He was like quarterback
1: two at one or three at one point. So I mean, if you can find somebody that's panicking on on Mahomes and they want no part of it, like me, he's have,
0: still quarterback
1: six. Yeah, and I have I have Kelsey in a couple leagues, and if I could, I would love to be able to get Mahomes. Like, if if I could get that stack and and get it for somewhat on the low, um, mm-hmm. Mahomes is probably one of the only quarterback names I'm actively I, I
0: want to trade for right now. There's very few other guys that I'm that I would be pursuing. That's fair, uh, and I'm just kind of on the sell because his schedule doesn't get easier based no, on how they performed last year. Uh, their defense isn't getting any better. Trade deadlines dead and gone. They're not going to make any moves here. I just they got to figure it out, and he just keeps continuing to turn the ball over as well, which one penalizes you from a fantasy perspective with negative points, and two, he's just not on the field as long, and even in a situation where they're playing a backup quarterback and they should be able to control the pace of the game and score. They only put up 13 points versus Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And he just scares me too much. And with how big the drop-off really isn't with quarterbacks, if I can trade him, get some value back in another position and still have a decent streamable quarterback, I'm all aboard that because Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about the drop-off. And at this point, it might not really be a drop-off because he really hasn't played well lately. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's not like you can't find a streamer quarterback that's going to give you 15 Mm -hmm. points a game.
0: Yeah, so for that reason, if I can still get value just because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, I'm totally okay with trading him. Sure. I think the reason I'm in on Mahomes going forward,
1: I think of this season as sort of a bigger version of what we saw from the Chiefs last year, like in the late season and in the playoffs, where they would, the first half or three quarters of games, they were just going through the motions. You mm-hmm. know, like they were just sleepwalking, and then when the when the pressure mounted and they had to, they just turned it on and they would put up like twenty eight <laughs> unanswered. You know what I mean? And then they would win by that Houston game, man. Oh my that's, so that's kind of how I'm expecting this season to go. And we already mentioned this: how you know that division's not strong. They're very much in the thick of that division race. The Chargers yeah, and, and have fallen no off one the has map.
0: any idea what's going on with Vegas
1: right now. And Vegas is done. And the Broncos, I think, are kind of a they're not a contender. They're winning games, but they're not you a contender. Don't think so? No, I don't. And so it's still, I think, the Chiefs' division to lose at this point.
0: They have had some pretty like half of Denver's wins are against bad teams like the Jets and yeah, the Lions. I, and... I don't buy Denver at all. So
1: it's really coming down to the Charges and the Chiefs. And like I said, if if this is just the classic Chiefs, you know, we'll mosey along for the first half or whatever, and then we'll find our setting or our footing. And we'll just blow teams out of the water in the last eight games of the year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you can get Mahomes because he had a bad three game stretch, and then he gives you Pat Mahomes numbers the rest of the way, um, especially if you do have that stack like you were talking about. Yes, which I am very, very much in favor of trying to do right now. <laughs> it can, it can be, it can be the life or death of your fantasy season. You know, one bad game obviously could cost you, but um, most of
0: those trades at this point are though, right? so i gotta I'm, take I'm, a gamble to have any type of if we want like have to have risk to have reward so yeah i'm willing to gamble on Mahomes.
1: there's very few guys i'd oh. be willing to but uh-oh bears are in this thing was he down i don't know, I don't I know. Think they're calling down. it a touchdown <laughs> wow. excuse me uh um, who
0: yeah. you got for quarterbacks uh my first buy is russell wilson Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets cleared to come back this week, which is huge that he should play his finger. Dr. Cleared him. Uh, Chris Carson is also cleared to come back this week, which helps cause now he's got a running game as well. That's immediately improved having Carson back. Uh, there are rumors that Odell Beckham is going to come to Seattle. And if he does do that, his Russell Wilson's value will obviously go up even more because now lock moves into the slot. Which is dangerous, and you can run a three wide receiver set with those guys. And you you let Russ cook. Terrifying, with that group. yeah, that's terrifying. And OBJ obviously can still run routes, so I like OBJ going forward too. If he does get a quarterback like that, from a fantasy perspective, doesn't make sense to me that if he wants to go to a contender, that he picks Seattle, especially playing that division and what their record is right now. But if that does happen, Russ has yet another really good option, who I think still has a lot of good football left in him, and Russ is a fantastic quarterback either way. And because he's coming off injury, I don't think you have to pay as much for him. So I would love to buy me some Russ Wilson right now. If I could get him for a decent price. Yeah. Even overpaying a little bit, especially if OBJ does go there, if you make the deal after OBJ signs, I still would, it's still worth it to me. I think he's a top three quarterback the rest of the way. If he gets that weapon.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, I think he's got like big time upside. If OBJ if he goes there, I think he's a top three or four quarterback the rest of the season. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, barring injuries, the only thing that worries me is their offensive line is not very good. Nope. But that they haven't been good for years, and he still puts <laughs> up big numbers. Right. So uh, he's good. News is he can scramble. Yeah, he can run around and just find guys. So uh, if if Beckham goes to Seattle, he, meaning Wilson, could be a a league winner if if you hung on to him, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Um, I have one more name, and he's a sell high. Matthew Stafford. Interesting. I don't have any specific. What do you hit the Rams for? I I don't have any issues with Stafford at all. Um. I just. Uh, I just wonder what I could get for him. I'm more or less intrigued by what 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 kind of offers would be on the table for Stafford right now. It's fair. Um. He's obviously he's playing at an elite level. This offense is really good. He's got insane weapons. So. I mean obviously we've we've seen the ceiling like we know how well he can play and how good he can be. But like I think I, I asked you this earlier. Would you do would you trade Stafford for Pat Mahomes right now? Or which side of that deal wins?
0: I think it's a wash, but I would probably I don't know if I would do it straight up. If I'm trading Pat Mahomes, it's I'm getting a lesser quarterback and another piece. That's what I'm doing. Okay. I'm not just trading him for a different quarterback. At that that, point, you're just gambling at someone that you hope will hopefully be as good as Pat Mahomes is when he's healthy, which is what you're doing with Pat Mahomes, anyways. So I don't. You're doing the same thing with with just a different quarterback, and, and I don't think anyone's as good as Patrick Mahomes when they're playing their best. So I just I don't see a one for one trade doing it for me with Mahomes. I'm either trading for a different position altogether or doing a lesser quarterback and another position player that I need depth in yeah. or helping.
1: And the reason I ask is because I I do <coughs> wonder if there are people out there who own Mahomes who would be willing to take that because you know what you're getting with Stafford is elite and at this point there's the people are yep. questioning what you're getting with Mahomes. Right. At least this year. Um so I, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't have any issues with Stafford. There's really I don't have any big question marks or concerns or reasons that I would be looking to deal him. Mm-hmm. I'm more or less intrigued on like what kind of value can you get back because if I can if I can sell him for a guy like a Mahomes that I think could be better and not have to give up a ton more, I'm I'd be all
0: about it. Okay, but
1: I think there's very few people
0: I would trade him for. Yeah, it's just hard because you know the potential is always there to yeah. be the best player on the planet
1: or if you could give up Stafford in a piece to get like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen I would you know I'd consider that depending on what your the rest of your roster looks like if you can afford to lose a bench running back or you know something like that then um, why not go get somebody like that
0: alright it's all about consolidation towards this point in the year right. if you're gonna make a run you gotta make a run correct
1: uh, you got any QBs uh, anymore
0: Uh no that's all I had for alright that. Um, that's all I had. to. I just had the yeah. two names. So. so my first tight end that I'm buying on right now is Zach Ertz. Okay. I don't think you're going to have to spend anything. These are more guys that I'm targeting that you're not going to have to spend a lot of money on uh, or like no. spend a lot of capital on. But they have a lot of potential value towards the end of the season. Ertz is only getting more comfortable in that offense. Uh, you can buy him for even lower than you probably could have because he had a decently down week. But they use him a good amount. He's their tight end one. He doesn't have any really competition there. That's arguably the best offense in football. Uh, Once um, Kyler and D Hop come back to you, I think his production will go back up to what it was beforehand. I think Mm -hmm. that that's why he had a down week this week. So it's not really something to um, panic on. And I just think that when he gets more comfortable going forward, he's going to be a really versatile weapon. And he's got playoff experience and just Good leadership so going down the stretch on this playoff run for arizona a team that hasn't had one yet he's going to be loads of help and a guy i think they're going to rely on on a tough third down situation or when it gets hard when they need a big catch urch is going to be the guy so from a tight end perspective if you really don't have anybody that's good or you're just kind of streaming tight ends or just have a garbo whatever dalton schultz you picked up a guy you can't really trust this is a guy he can get for really cheap and i think that has a lot more value going forward than say a Dalton Schultz or like a, even a Mike Goseki.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't hate that. I, um, I was just going to say the same thing. Like if, if you've been streaming tight ends because, because of an injury or whatever, and you can get an Ertz who I think you can basically just plug and play the rest of the year, unless he's got a really, really bad matchup. But I mean, for the most part, I think he's safe to start in every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know what kind of upside you're going to get out of him every single week, but he's I think he's definitely in the top 10 tight ends going forward. I mean, I would consider him in that in that range. And like you said, you're not going to have to give up an arm and a leg to get him. So I do think he provides some safety at a position that is very, very unstable. Um my first name that I'm looking to pick up if I can get him. I don't know what it's going to cost you cuz it he had a good game this last week, so his value is a little bit higher right now, but TJ Hawkinson, yep. um, his his target numbers right now Insane. for tight ends are uh, all... in the elite category. Yep. Now, obviously, the scoring upside is a little bit um, <laughs> a little bit low just because of the fact that he's playing on Detroit's offense. But, but at but least he there's three tight ends. some of his value there with well, the right. target share. Right. I mean, there's three tight ends in the league that are averaging eight targets a game. He's one of them. The only other two were Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, shocker. Like that, that's that's elite volume for yep. tight ends, um, and we we've, we've seen him have some good games, but you really haven't seen him put up any monstrous games yet. But if he's getting eight targets a game, that could easily happen. Now, he's been, I would say, uh, middling at best at a lot of points. But yeah.
0: Um, I just think there's too much opportunity there. Yes. That you can definitely, with tight ends at least, justify making a trade for him because that upside is there, and that's huge when it comes to the tight end position. Absolutely. There's just not a lot of tight ends
1: with that. I think, and I don't know if this is something that would be on a lot of people's radar or not, but I, I would, I me personally, I'd prefer him over Pitts. Yeah,
0: too inconsistent for me.
1: Yeah, but I, I think there are people out there that would take Pitts. Over Hawkinson right now, mm, so you might be yeah bo- big might play be able splash
0: ability. People like the name more.
1: Yeah, you might be able to make that move, or if you give up Noah Fant or like sticky yeah. plus something like something small, you might be able to get Hawkinson. I think that's a win if you can do that. So I'm, I really like Hawkinson. I have all year, but it's been, it's just been a little bit tough with the the horseshit offense that he plays in. But the volume is there. The opportunity's there um i think it's a matter of time before you start to see some bigger games so go get hawkinson if you can because i do think that he's uh i mean he's he's a set it and forget it tight end
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, that's all i have for tight ends do you have anybody else
1: um i mean i have a couple names written down but they're all mostly just fillers i mean i would consider selling darren waller at this point maybe yeah me too um I, i mean he's obviously the number one target in that offense but what good is that offense now? I, I just think that they that season for them is in shambles right now.
0: I just I think, I think he's gonna have like TJ Hawkinson value going forward, yeah. Same kind of like what you're saying, so he'll have decent because he's gonna get those targets, but you just don't know how much scoring upside's gonna yeah, be there. And that, I think you can still get away with selling him on his name and getting the value that you would have gotten for Darren Waller before. Everything in Las Vegas transpired the way that it did. Yeah, I think so. I gonna, just think you can get a lot of value for him. Not, yeah,
1: I, I think you're going to get Darren Waller value based on the Darren Waller name from before the season started. Whereas now, I feel like he's more of a TJ Hawkinson. Yes, I agree with that. I don't know that I would trade him straight up for Hawkinson because you'd still be rolling the dice a little bit on that one. Correct. But, um, but I that's that's how I feel too. I, I think
0: value uh, elsewhere. Say so you picked up a Pat Fryer Muth on free agency or something yes, like sir. that. then you can afford to get rid of him for a different position and you're chilling.
1: Yep. That's how I feel too. So, Mm. all
0: right. Um, we have one last little, yeah, uh, our mid season
1: awards. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, let's jump into our mid season MVP. Who you got? My, my nomination is Najee Harris.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've, he was a first-round pick.
1: I mean, I have most leagues. first I've, or second. I've hyped this guy up all year, anyway, so it, it shouldn't be that big of a shock. But um, I think I'm I, the reason I put him, made him my MVP over somebody like Cup because he's an obvious choice too, mm-hmm. um, or Jamar Chase because he's another obvious choice. Um, is just because you know Harris. A lot of people ended up getting him for uh, like round two value. Like, there's a lot of drafts where he fell in the second round. And he's been a top five running back this season. So it's like you're able to get a top five running back in the second round on top of the value that you got in the first round, Mm -hmm. which is fucking huge. Um, Especially if you're like me, where you like to go running back heavy. You go running back, running back. Um, I if if you were in the back half of the first round or the back, you know, like eight, nine, ten range, and you picked, you know, if you got like Aaron Jones or Eckler or somebody like that in the first round, and then came back around the second, you got Najee Harris. You're probably sitting pretty fucking good right now. Um, I I kind of feel like Najee's going to end up being a top fuck, three running back by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You're just going to continue to get this workload, and it's going to benefit him well. I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. I don't I think see any reason why not. I prefer him over Jonathan Taylor. I think so. they go hand-in-hand hand for me. They're like the same back in my eyes. I, I like Najee him. has more pass catching upside. That's the only thing for me, that's which exact- is huge. So I think that's what separates him. So I would, I guess I would
1: agree. That's exactly why I would, I would, cause I would take Cook and McCaffrey ahead of Najee. Those are the only two that I'd rather have more over Najee Harris right now. Hmm. Um, and other than that, I would, I would not, I wouldn't take any other running back in the league above him just based on the volume. Like he just gets so much opportunity. Uh, he's like a, he's like a McCaffrey light right now. And it, by light, I mean not lighter because he's, he's fucking bigger than the Yeah, catch,
0: he's a but... unit, dude.
1: It's um, a mini Derrick Henry. I just, he's he's outproduced
0: his ADP by far. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my so. biggest thing for my MVP is so I obviously, when talking about the two obvious picks, it's between Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase for me. And when you're looking at ADP, Cooper Cup was um, drafted 53rd overall on average, and Jamar Chase was 75. And so for that reason, Jamar Chase is my midseason MVP. Uh, if you drafted him, he was definitely at, probably at best your flex wide receiver or wide receiver two. maybe if you did that, that was really stupid. But wow, did that pay off? Yeah. Um, Just based on the fantasy value and really reaching on a big question mark in a Cincy offense that no one knew how they were going to be, especially in with how Joe Burrow was coming off of an injury and how they have no line protection, but he has really shined, man. He's played Mm -hmm. so good and he continues to score. And so with the touchdown upside being there, as well as the yards and the deep ball, he's just like the total package. He just, he's this year's Justin Jefferson to me. Mm -hmm. He's going to win a lot of people leagues, just based on the fact that they probably have a lot of other depth now because they can afford to, because they have that wide receiver three that turned into a wide receiver one. So now everybody else is just basically a, a cherry on top to the scenario yeah. because he, your wide receiver one came in probably like the sixth round. Yep. So for that reason, he's my mid-season MVP, and I'm assuming that a lot of teams that have him are in pretty good shape going forward.
1: Yeah, you would think so. Um, you probably have – if you have Jamar Chase, you probably have two really good wide receivers. And at or least one loaded good running
0: run, backs, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Um, who's your unsung hero? Some guy that either no one gives any love to, or is really just kind of flown under the radar is playing really well, but no one says anything to,
1: well, um, I had two names written down and I couldn't decide which one I was going to go with Cordero Patterson was like an obvious one because he was, yeah, yeah it came fair. out of fucking left field. No expected that. him to do that. Um, but I think I'm going to go with James Connor just because he's been remarkably stable. I, I, I have not liked Connor all year, but I sit here and I'm looking at his week to week numbers and he's actually been basically playable almost every single game of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, He's scored he's scored less than 10 points in three games this year for a guy who's splitting carries, which is impressive to me.
0: Yeah, that's um, fair.
1: And he scored. He's had one, two.
0: That is good. He's obviously taking advantage of the opportunities he's been given.
1: Mm-hmm. He's had three games with more than 18 fantasy points, and then he's had uh, three others with you know, 10 to 14. Which, like I said, for a guy that's splitting time, you didn't invest much to get him, but no. you, you got a starting player. You probably got him as a handcuff, yeah, right? Yes. And you were, it's a safety net. So yeah, I'm, I'm making Connor's my unsung hero, especially
0: through the gauntlet of bye weeks. That's nice
1: to have. Yep. Um, So there's he's he's probably carried a lot of people to wins just based on the fact that you know injuries have been happening and you know you if you needed a pinch a starter in the in a pinch he was a name that you could get you by in a lot of weeks this year.
0: Be consistent in your opportunities. That's the biggest thing, and he has been. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, My unsung hero is a man who a lot of people slandered and just put off their draft boards altogether. Oh, my God. Uh, I I don't like this guy. I will still to this day probably never draft him in a league. But he has been fantastic this year, and that's my guy Joe Mixon.
1: Oh, thank God. I thought you were going some other direction. Where would you think oh. it was going? Uh, Miles
0: Gaskin. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't do this. <laughs> uh, Joe Mixon has been terrific this year, and holy shit, I would never have guessed it. Um, I stayed away from him some. in every league. He's been so inconsistent. Throughout the course of his career, but since his offense has really turned it around and with lack of blocking, they've still been pretty good. So, the reason since he's five and three, in my opinion, is primarily because of Joe Mixon yeah. because it frees up the passing game and everything else that goes on in that offense is because they can actually move the ball this year and he stayed healthy. So, hats off to Joe Mixon for finally producing where he was drafted in this a fantasy I- league.
1: This is what I was preaching for Mixon all off season, and you were just dogging him. Um, He's—I'm looking at his week-to-week numbers here. He's had two weeks this year where he hasn't scored a touchdown, and yep. he scored in six straight at this point. Yeah, he's been great. So, I mean, I love that pick. I love
0: me some Mixon. So he's my unsung hero, just because no love at all for Joe Mixon pre-draft from anyone except for me, except for except for except for Wink, my guy. Who's right. your least valuable player? My LVP
1: of the year. Um, Man, this was a tough one because I had three names. It was,
0: yeah. I, I narrowed it down to one. Um, Took me a while, though. I'm not going to lie. I might I might go co-LVPs with this one. I might pick two of the three. All right, let me go first then and see if okay. I have one of yours. Yeah. My least valuable player of the year also comes from a personal standpoint, and that is number two, Julio Jones. Ah, okay. He has been terrible this year. Uh, the hamstring injury still lingering. When he is there, regardless of you can say the game scripts, Derrick Henry. They throw the ball enough. He should be a factor in the offense. Uh, he's had a couple bad drops. He just, I, I don't. It just doesn't look the same. I he's don't know washed, if bro. he's. I don't think he's washed. I just don't think he's comfortable. And even this week without Derrick Henry, he still only had what four catches for like thirty-seven yards or something like that. He's done. He just. He's not what i wanted him to be oh and after uh everything that i built him up to be in my mind before the season started he's really been a disappointment and he actually had a annual draft or average draft pick of like a fifth rounder so he's kind of been a letdown to a lot of people that expected him to be a wide receiver too as well so
1: just think there was people that picked julio over jamar chase Mm -hmm. lots of them i bet
0: oh for sure (laughs) and for that reason i've also watched him play every snap too so kind of Got to Makes it even worse. Witness it firsthand. Yeah. But uh yeah, I just he's really, really disappointed me this year. So All he's right. my least valuable player halfway through the year.
1: Alright. My first LVP pick is you're not gonna like it. It's, it's gonna right be a bit guy. controversial. AJ Brown's knees.
0: Oh god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate you. Um what a letdown they have been. No, I'm just kidding. Unhitch um, the wagon, buddy. <laughs> um my first one is Kind of an obvious one, and then my second one will be less obvious, but I will make an argument. Um, but the first one is going to be Allen Robinson. Yeah, no, there should be no question from anybody. It's he's where has he been? Where's he gone?
0: 50,000 fantasy points used to live here, now it's a ghost town. He's
1: he's just he he disappeared, and this it's partially, I think, his offense has been horrible. But my God, I mean, people expected him. I thought he was going to be a. As they just
0: throw at yeah. him in the Gamer Watch right now.
1: I thought that he was going to be like a
0: back end wide receiver one based on the volume he gets year to year. Yeah, well, there you go right there. Stonehands McGee can't even make a play at the ball he's there. He's just and... not
1: been there, man. Like, where where did he go? What
0: happened? That was, uh, to be fair, that throw wasn't great, but.
1: I I, I think a lot of it goes, comes down to the fact that they've got Fields in. He's a rookie, he's inexperienced. He's probably not. He's not as partial to just laser focus on Robinson. Yeah, but
0: even in the first couple of games of the year, Robinson didn't do anything with Dalton in. No. he I don't know, man. It's
1: just he fell off. And I think he's done in Chicago. He knows he's done in Chicago. Yeah, he I not think to he be wants there. to be there. I just think he's checked out at this point. And I think, I don't know. I don't really have a good statistical argument for it. It's just like, look, dude, you the eye test is just he's Yeah, fairly. he's not passing. He needs to get out of there um, somewhere far, far away. My next one is kind of a – when I when I saw – when I started looking at him and considering putting him on this list, I was kind of surprised that I even considered it because he's a name that I really liked in the offseason and I wanted I wanted to not put him on this list. But it was just hard for me not to because Terry McLaurin has not been great this year. Oh, he's been terrible. He's had three good games. Um, let me look at his numbers because – I, guess I
0: shouldn't say terrible we have three good games not every game it's enough to say but it's not been great yeah. I mean in, in half point not PPR, from where I got drafted yeah
1: he scored in three games this year in those three games those are the only three games of the year in half point formats that he scored more than ten points yikes that is not the type of production that I expected to get out of him when I drafted him in the second or third round no that uh, third not round. A shot but that but, but that's the type of that's the type of draft pick you were having to spend to get him. Mm-hmm. And he's not producing
0: anywhere near that level. Yeah, and Washington's defense to that whole team's been a huge question mark. this year. Right.
1: And ob- obviously it hurts that Fitzpatrick went down. That probably did l- more to hurt his value than any single thing that's gone on the rest of the year. Yes.
0: Um, I don't think it's as, it's as much on him as people think it
1: is. No, the, but the, the targets are there. He's had 14 targets, 13 targets, 11, 12. Like those are all and, yeah, and right? seven, that's great. seven targets in two games, eight targets in another game um but he still only scored more than 10 points in three games Mm -hmm. somehow you know for for a guy who's getting just ungodly volume
0: yeah that is insane actually that um, surprises me that he's getting that many targets
1: yeah and you look at his wide receiver finishes 57 45 51
0: 64 61 like i i it's a tough pill to swallow yeah it's a tough sell yeah definitely a tough sell going forward so
1: he's if if I had to narrow that my my three LVPs down to one, he probably would have been my pick. Because That's I, fair. It's like, I, how do, you, how do you, like, how do you even put into words how disappointing he's been? Um, that whole offense. In fact, Antonio Gibson is another one, but I don't even need to get into that. So.
0: My my, I guess my only other one that I would somewhat mention is um, J.K. Dobbins. I don't even think I've seen that guy in the field yet this year. Yeah, where is he? I don't where know. Did he go? Well, he's been a ghost. Yeah. So other than that, that's about all I got. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can put a put a bow on this thing. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, thank uh, you again for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, let we us know what you guys it. think about this going forward because. Waiver wires are starting to get thin, and obviously, as the season progresses, it becomes more and more apparent that these guys aren't going to do anything for your team if you pick them up. So, with that being said, targets, trade targets, and things to plan going forward. <laughs> and As we say this, we're putting a wrap on the show. Allen Robinson catches like one a for 50 a fifty-yard bomb, and he gets and hurt. He gets hurt. <laughs> oh no! Jesus, I should laugh. Injuries are never funny, but that's just wild that that transpired that yeah. way.
1: Of course, it happens three minutes after i-
0: um I guess the only other thing we should say a Thursday night game.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. uh who's playing Who uh,
0: Baltimore and Miami, I believe is that right? let me look sounds right do, 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 do. yeah that's it yeah so start anyone on baltimore especially bateman Yes, if Bateman's they a, if those yes. two wideouts are still banged up because yeah. it's a short week bateman look for bateman to have a huge game and mark andrews absolute starts this week mm-hmm.
1: uh i agree uh i am i'm all i'm smashing the button on bateman this week uh do
0: you start waddle
1: uh yeah baltimore's past defense has not been good we've talked about that multiple times um and I think Tua comes back this week. If he does, even if he doesn't, Waddle's still the number one. But if he comes back, this could be the this could be the big week for Waddle. Yeah, like, like a like a big game for him. So I'm absolutely starting Waddle start and start Miles
0: Gaskin. Mm,
1: if I have to because of bias or something, yeah, maybe I would as start Miles Gaskin. That's... I was gonna say no just because I dislike him, but I, I i i would I would start him as a flex if I had to. In a in a pinch with bye weeks and injuries and stuff um so yeah i'd, I'd consider gaskin yeah
0: i don't him. love him this week but if you're in a pinch and it's between him and another guy
1: yeah there's oh, gaskin. if it, if it's gaskin or like a I'll die the Tony hill or somebody like that i'd probably go gaskin mhm um but there's there's that's the only three names on miami that i'm starting Yep, yeah, that's uh, fair and that's what i got from baltimore as yeah, well yeah baltimore is obviously jackson andrews baby might uh, baltimore's, me. Hmm? baltimore's d intrigues me
0: baltimore's d intrigues me
1: Yes. Yeah, they intrigue me too, and because they've been so disappointing in the in the passing game, mm-hmm. the I've seen them on waivers the last couple of weeks, especially with buys and stuff. Mm-hmm. People have had to drop defenses and, and shit like that. Um, you could be able to get them. So yeah, the more and more be, I'm
0: thinking about it, the more and more I don't love Miles Gaskin as a play. Good. I'm glad I have. What do you mean? I'm glad I
1: have swayed you. I do think he's going to struggle though, because I. Th- I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball very well. Maybe he gets some check down work, but eh, I don't know, man. It's I do think that Baltimore defense, just because they're bad against the pass, I think they're better than their stats would indicate. Um,
0: but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Baltimore's a top five rush D in the league. That's the one thing that scares that, me yeah. per, in yards per game. So I think I'm leaning towards not starting Gaskin, actually. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do I know? I'm a well-established idiot at
1: this point. so. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, with that, we can uh, we can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, let
0: us know what you think about this going forward. If you'd rather have us do this or just kind of stick to the waiver wire and injury, uh, we're open to anything. So we appreciate y'all, and we will see you Saturday. Saturday morning. Yeah. All right. all right. Thank you. Peace. Bye.